Welcome to the Axis Effect Podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. This is Sarah Miller and Marjorie DeHay with Super Excited. We're with Carl Francis, Head of Communications for NFL PA. Hey, Carl, welcome back to the show again. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me again. I was so good I had you on, like, I think, free, right? When we were hitting COVID a few seasons ago on the podcast, when we talked about the players and their giving back and really helping the communities thrive and survive through this. Now we are completely beyond all that. And Super Bowl is in. AZ, my hometown this year. So I'm super excited, like one to see you, but like, give us a little feedback of what you guys have been working on all year. I'm assuming now that COVID's over, the players are back without masks, full range, getting back into communities. Compared to when we talked to you a few seasons ago on the podcast, they were still masked up, struggling to help people. What's up with the players? I mean, mentally, are they like kind of bounce back healthier, back out there again? Or are we seeing any difference between how NFLPA is helping out the family since this whole COVID? I think players are back. I think players are elated. I think they're excited that we got a full season under our belt, fans. I think the biggest adjustment for our players were the fans. I mean, the fans are the adrenaline. The fans gives everybody in the business energy that gives them life. And I think having the fans there really, really has done wonders. I mean, just in training camp, fans in training camp gives them. I mean, players feed off of the energy from fans signing autographs, taking pictures, doing all the things to give back. And as you mentioned, being able to get back in the, in the community to do the work of their foundations and just being able to give back in their own way. And I think the the, the season has been great. Um, but this is our first full season. I mean, I know last yes. year we were last year wasn't it was a full season, but we weren't quite firing back on track. And then Super Bowl, when I saw you and talked to you in L.A. when the Rams went, a lot was still canceled because it was still they're a little fearful. Yeah, but we yeah, are, but I, I, I think the, the ecosystem is back now, though. Yeah, just with we're the fully events back activities, fully back. I think people were still a little nervous, struggling a little bit was concerned. I mean, LA wasn't fully open at the time. They were a little hesitant. The state of California was a little bit careful and cautious. But now it's like you said this year, we'll be everything is full go and open in uh AZ Arizona. I feel like I'm either following you guys or NFL is following me because I was living in LA and then we had Super Bowl. Now I'm in Arizona and like we are hosting Super Bowl. I got two years of hosting, but this year will be better than last year just because like we're full on ready to go. I mean, Arizona is going to be the weekend of the Phoenix Open. ESPN has an entire block of Scottsdale lockdown for music, events, all the Super Bowl proceedings and events and stuff. Okay, and I know LA won last year and I know we chatted about this quite a bit. Like who, tell me, we're back full blown. Love it. Love the players are excited. The fans is NFLPA doing anything? Cause we're talking about people kind of that mental we're on lockdown. Now they're coming back, but the industries aren't really, it's never going to be the same. People are pulling the hybrid model. People rather work from home. I mean, has NFLPA stepped up some of their support, like mentally financial programs for these players coming out of COVID last year? 
I really appreciate that question because that's very important. And and the answer to your question is absolutely. Yeah. We have a great mental wellness department that really does a great job of developing programs, initiatives, and actually outreach. Because as you know, when it comes to athletes, they're they're very prideful, they're very popular, and a lot of them are still trying to figure out what is mental wellness? How does mental wellness feel? Because we're, everybody's still defining it. And I think what's happening is we're trying to make the players more comfortable with identifying what that is. It's not just when you feel weird inside. It's all a lot of things. Depression, why you're not excited, why your energy level is low, a lot of different things. So anyway, yes, we're doing a lot of programs there. We, we, we partner with a group called the Covenant House, which focuses on uh, suicide and mental wellness for to help us identify ways to get the word out and spread the word and throughout our player population. Nice. I just feel and the covenant. Like, oh, go ahead. Are you wait, you know the Covenant House? Yeah, yeah. I've done some work with them, and what I love about them, like in, in LA, they have a whole actually place where you know young adults who've either transitioned out of foster care or have nowhere to live they teach them job skills etc so how is nfl integrating with the covenant house well because covenant house focuses on mental wellness too and Mm -hmm. it was a place where we saw the work that they were doing and we wanted to support them so we have a program called the nfl pa charitable partnership program we identify partners in five different categories that deals with women's health, men's health, youth, social justice, and mental wellness. And they're our mental wellness partner. And so they've been great in just teaming up with us to learn and educate us because we're not the experts, but we do have a team of experts that support a lot of the things that we do. Because as you just mentioned, a lot of our players have teenage youth, right? They have wives, they have nephews, nieces, and the players themselves. So we share all of that information to ensure everybody is well-equipped with information to at least use to help them get through it or where to call. But internally, we do have a department that's specifically geared towards supporting these players if they need help for them or their families. So let's talk, I mean, mental health is so important for athletes because when you get out there, whether you're on the court, the field, swimming, whatever you're doing, boarding, you have to be so mentally focused and push everything you have going on, which is hard sometimes behind, like it doesn't exist and focus on the team. Do you think, okay, not bragging that the LA Rams won last year, since, you know, Mags and I were both in LA, I am flipping over to the AZ side now, but do you, it was a close game. Do you think that has something to do with the Bengals? It was such a close Paul at times and like there was so much going on after the Super Bowl with some of the players weren't focused and the coaching. I mean, there's so it's I just feel like they never focus on the team host. It's always about tearing people down and all this kind of stuff. But how do you think like the Rams and Bengals played in February, given they were just coming off, events were still canceled, fans were still not allowed. Do you think they had a level playing field on that game? with all those other things going on around them? I mean, do you think it was truly a solid win? Solid win. Let me yeah. let me give you something about an athlete and a football player, particularly more important football player, because it's a different, it takes a different mental yeah. preparation to play football. When you go out on the field for warmups and you start preparing yourself, your mind switches to what it is that you do as a professional. 
and what you've been doing as a kid your whole life, and that's play football. And I don't think any of that, the extra outside distractions, enforcements, parties or whatever, any of that had anything to do with a really good football game and the strategy between one team versus another to win the biggest game of their lives. So I think it was a great game. I think both teams played phenomenal. I think they gave the fans a great, great, great show. And I think the players did incredible. And there were so many storylines out of the games, just with different family issues, family scenarios, situations, that it gave the game life. The halftime show was phenomenal. Like everything about the game put it back into perspective to say, this is why we love watching the NFL Super Bowl because of this. And I think it got back on track last year. And I think we will have a bigger one this year. Yeah, I mean, they came together. I mean, the CMO of NFL, he has been so powerful in really keeping the NFL together from the branding, the messaging. Okay, so so I want to talk about leadership a little bit with NFL because like of all the sports, they really came back and pulled it together. And I know Ellison's doing a tremendous job to Ellison keeping that brand live. It's all about the teams, the communities. Like my favorite is Sean McVay. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a Rams fan, which I should have been last year temporarily, but their coach, head coach, McVay is one of my favorite people because he shows leadership on and off the field. He puts everything and makes it about that team. And he's one of my favorite sports leaders when um, as a coach in NFL. And it just because of what he's doing. There's a few I saw some of the post interviews where some of these guys were so grateful, literally, and they didn't care. They were tearing up on camera, but there were such authentic, heartfelt post stories and interviews with players that I have not seen that leadership since pre-COVID. It was so good to see that. They were not beaten down through the past three or four years and they pulled through. I mean, even some of them from the Rams, well, the Bengals, I mean, at that game, it was a game, but after some of the media that came out, I mean, they pulled together. They weren't rivals off the field. They were together for the whole brand of what NFL stands for, which was really good to see. Yeah. I think that the ecosystem of the NFL has pulled together. And when I say ecosystem, meaning the NFL Players Association, which represents the players, as well as the NFL. And we all had to overcome a lot to be in a good place to support the players and help them fulfill their personal goals of highlighting their foundation, supporting their foundations, and and just providing resources for their foundations. And so all of us as an institution, I think, really stepped up to the plate, particularly the NFLPA and things that we do for our players throughout the year, really, really stepped up and had a tremendous impact on the season last year. Yeah. And I, I want to just comment what I thought was so interesting about the Super Bowl is you have Sean McVay and Zach Taylor, and they're two of the youngest coaches out there. Yeah. So, you know, getting to the Super Bowl when you're 36 and 38, I just think that's such an accomplishment. And I, I just think they're going to have great careers ahead of them. I'm sure. But, but I think yep. that goes back to like leadership, because like I know on our podcast, and with us, we, we pivoted from so much. I mean, we all evolved over the years, but I feel like this past year, it's really been pivoting towards leadership more than anything else because we didn't really see, at least I'm going to speak personally as an agency, I didn't see a lot of leadership through COVID. I mean, a lot of press and media were coming to us who are, you know, who are the finals on the MAA roster this year? You know, what's going on? You know, why we, why we did the podcast because we just saw such lack of leadership. So I feel now, like with, especially with these two young coaches, 
I feel like, yeah, it's time to step up and lead. I mean, I always say like, you know, our big tagline at the agency, being in PR is always own your own leadership. Good, better, and different, just own your leadership. And I feel like of all the sports leagues, teams, I feel like NFL, at least, in, I mean, okay, NBA has done a good job, NHL, but I feel NFL has made an active stance to own their leadership coming out of a really tremendous three years, which was super awesome to see. But I know NFL PA, people think NFL, NFL, you know, the games, Thursday night, Sunday night football, the teams, the politics, but I think NFL PA is always overlooked or always forgotten because I always focus on NFL, but I feel like the really heart behind this entire sport and NFL is NFL PA. It's about the players, safety, mental, physical, finance, without the players, having that mental like connection like that, that that focus and having that help and support there wouldn't be the games it wouldn't be the super bowl the fan base interaction i feel like we talk about nfl so much especially towards super bowl but we don't really talk about what the nflpa is doing which is the only reason why we have a super bowl these days Right. And the key is the NFLPA is the players. And so when you talk about leadership, you're talking about the players taking control of their career. As you've heard recently, players are speaking out more so in regard to the playing services. The players were the leaders during COVID. When it came up to talk about how do we navigate through COVID, it was the players who came together to discuss with the league the parameters of how we're going to go back to work. What's it going to look like? And what we feel as though is the best thing for us to after we've listened to the data and the science. And then when you look at players now with the concussion protocols that are in place, the reason they have tents on the sideline to take a look and the reason they have protocols is because the players emphasize this. Now the players are pushing to make sure that we continue to increase the level of of health and resources geared towards the playing surfaces, right? All grass is not good grass, even though it is grass, right? But we're we are the highest players are the highest level of performers in the world. Therefore, they should be playing on the same highest level of services. No different than the soccer players in Europe, the same level of interest. So I'm just giving you an example. Players are leading, speaking out, taking charge, sitting at the table, lending their voice, letting their voice be heard on how to continue to move the game in a positive direction. What I love about this, I want to ask you about this, is, you know, looking at the law that Biden just passed on gay marriages is that Carl Nassib, number 16, ranked and he came out, he was cut by the Raiders in 2021. He's now with, um, I think he's still with the Bucks right now. And it was a big issue. Was he cut because he was gay? Was it cut because he came out? And I think there's, um, after all the years of NFL, I think there's been 16 players that have come out publicly in the past year or two. And I feel like that just sets a whole level about the leadership and strength of own who you are. And it, it's football. I mean, let's be honest. It's a brutal game out there. And it's a very manly game. But I feel like we only have 16 players that came out and the, and I'm not saying he was cut because of that. I feel given the news he was, but you know, you look at Tebow, he took any, you took at some of these players who are owning who they are and you're looking at the controversy. And I love that they're still standing their ground and they're still playing. They're not fighting against, they're just embracing who they are. And I know that's been a big issue. And I know Biden just passed, I think he just passed it, signed the bill 
the other day. Is is NFLPA focusing on some of these issues that are more public than ever and with more players coming out? Well, we're focusing on an equal level playing field. And one of the things that our players make sure that everybody is treated equally and fair. And one of the things I can tell about a locker room, that's one of the most maybe inclusive, most revered place during that time, at that time is in a locker room. They become instant brothers, family members, and they believe in each other. And that's the one place where there's no question about equality. There's no conversations about diversity, but there's a conversation. There's one conversation that they have in a locker room and it's called winning. And that's what they focus on. So that's not an issue. Obviously, you can tell just by the season this year in terms of the direction, the conversation, the narratives around the game. Everybody wants to win, right? And everybody's fighting. People train. People work very hard. They concentrate. They study. And they fight through injuries to win the Super Bowl. And that's the number one thing that I they focus the thing on. Is, does NFL, okay, I probably worded this wrong. I mean, it's not about that. It's, it's all about the team. I mean, we, we get, there's no way around. You're an athlete. You are there with your team, you know, but I know they're taking, some of them have taken kind of a beating in the press, you know, making decisions to come out. Does NFLPA keep them protected, help them create the best way to come out or to make announcements that goes against society to help support them? So they know it's not just in the locker room about the team, but it's about relying back on NFLPA to get them through the tough decisions to say what they need to without feeling ostracized in the communities with the teams. I mean, is that, I know that's part of, I don't know if it's a, goes into the mental, you know, your um, programs or if it's a whole different program because these guys do as ball players have a tough time coming out on their sexual status. And I feel, I know NFLPA and I know you for a while is very supportive of the guys, but is there anything there that kind of keeps them to that, okay, it's a big decision coming out publicly. We're here for you. Here's the best thing we could do to make sure you understand nothing changes. You're who you are. And we support sports players in, you know, making these big decisions. I mean, do you guys work with them on that? Or Absolutely. I just don't... Absolutely. That, see, we don't, but that's not an isolated yeah. question. That issue is a part of an umbrella of resources we provide, Got right? It. So the questions may come from that particular issue, but it's not exclusive from everything else dealing with depression, loss, dealing with mental, just lack of direction, lack of focus and support. But to answer your question, absolutely. We make sure that they are supported on all levels of interest, anything that they want to deliver, messages that they would like to let people know just in terms of whether it's it's letting know their sexual preference or whatever the case may be, or whether they want to stand up for a particular cause, okay, whether they want to stand up for social justice, whether they want to stand up for, for kids, like we are there to protect their health and safety, their salaries, and their mental wellness as a collective process, not just an isolated yeah. incident. So you're absolutely that's the question. You're there to protect and serve. The ball Protect player. and serve. That's, that's what we do. Uh, talk about my good old New England Patriots, because uh, I know you guys have been in the press and you guys are really coming on strong. And I love that you're doing this because of his injury. And then they felt like it went unnoticed and that you guys came out and said, no, the Player Association NFL are really going to look into this because it's all about the player safety. 
Well, that, I that's think this is a prelude to talking about Tom Brady because I know he's one of Marge's favorite <laughs> players. Uh, We're going to get to that in why, a minute. That's why I got the question. Okay. Slowly. <laughs> I got you. Right, right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, like I said, health and safety is very important to us and uh, making sure that they are provided with the best, highest level of medical support and uh, attention is key to us. And we will continue to fight. We will not apologize for ensuring that they receive the medical treatment they deserve because one of the things that is most important to us, not just as a player today, but as a former player tomorrow. And that's what we focus on. That's why today is so important because we are going to have them when they become a former player. And so that's what we want to make sure that they're able to adjust and transition into a normal life. So we got to protect them and take do whatever it takes to make sure they receive the best medical treatment. That's okay. So let's let's chat about Margie's favorite player. I mean, I know Tom Brady retired twice, came back, retired. It's just it's so hard for him to leave this game right now. And then I know he's div- getting divorced and I know he took a beating, took some time off to deal with that. I mean, what what is the old, isn't like 38, the oldest age that once players start to retire? Because Brady's the old, not he's a good player, the oldest player right now in NFL because he keeps coming back. Right. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like he keeps, it's like, it's an indecisive decision, but I kind of feel like he's lost his luster a little bit in um, the NFL just because he was everybody's. I know the Pats are your favorite. Then he moved. He was done with um, the Bucks or whatever, but is he retiring? Is this his final, final year? Or do you think he's just going to keep throwing that ball until, you know, he can't walk and throw anymore? I don't know Tom well enough to to know what he's going to do. So I won't be an NFL pundit today to discuss that. But what I will say, he's a great player. Yeah. He's had a tremendous career. And I'm sure that he will know as an individual and as a person, he'll be the first to determine whether he still loves working out. He still loves competing. He still loves practicing. And he'll make the decision based on where he is mentally when the season is over. And I don't so, think he's hanging his cleats up anytime soon. That's he may not opinion. be. Yep. I feel like, I feel like when we talks about leadership, he has led teams, Super Bowls. I feel like from a sports angle, I feel like he is one of those guys that that's going to set the future. You don't have to make your money and just give up the love of the game. He is playing it out till the very end, as long as he can. I feel like we're healthier today than we were years ago. Players could go longer. There's, you know, more um, medical things, you know, that, you know, stem cells for knees and joints. I just feel like that whole like mantra of, hey, you got to play of a few good years and you're done by your 30s. I feel like Tom has done a tremendous job showing age is irrelevant in football because he is still playing in his 40s and doing a tremendous job leading the team. And I love and I feel like that may be a catalyst for all these younger guys to realize football is not a quick make some money, get out. It is a career beyond just what your 20s and 30s. Tom is a really good example of how to play, stay healthy, love of the game. You don't have to just make your millions and leave. I mean, he's the oldest player. I just think that has to set some kind of pattern to the rest of the guys. Hey, I don't need to give it up. I could still keep going. Look what Tom's doing. He's a good influence when it comes to athletes and sports to keep going and not give it up because you think you should or you want to. But a lot of times you got to understand, too, and I agree with everything you said about Tom, but a lot of players don't voluntarily retire. Some guys are forced to retire. Yeah. 
you know what they say? Really Everybody really says you're too old. You need to retire. You're too old. You can't be playing past. No, you know what? He's in good shape. He's active. He's healthy. He's leading on that field. And I love that he's one of the oldest players and he didn't leave from the pressure of it's a young guy sport, you know, when it comes to playing. Well, the game actually has a conversation with you at some point in your career. And it has a conversation that says, we think you're too old, so we're going to release you. It hasn't had that conversation with Tom yet, right? So it's not like guys choose to leave the game because they're too old. A lot of times the game tells them that they're too old and they don't re-sign them. And they tell them that we're not signing you because we don't think you have it anymore. But until Tom's get that, I'm sure, has that conversation, I'm sure he'll continue to play. And I think it's harder, like what you said, for younger players because they think they have a big span of career and then they can pull like an ACL or they can damage their body in a way. And it's so unpredictable. So I think new technologies, I think, have really helped the game and protected the players. Maybe you can talk a little bit about things you've seen that have kind of advanced the sport and protected the players with new technologies. Well, not only technologies, I think the new rules that are in place that the NFLPA negotiated with the league to cut down on the number of practices during training camp to go from now two a day practices to one and being able to not have contact uh, for a week after you show up for training camp. I think we've done a great job of cutting down on the amount of physical contact that they have in their off-season training activities, cutting down in the number of training off-season training activities. I think players are doing a better job of eating. I think taking care of their bodies, hiring nutritionists. Each team has a nutritionist now. I think players are working out differently. They're not lifting a lot of heavy weights. They're doing a lot of uh, just a lot of different tools and different things to lift weights versus just living a hefty, bulky weight that they used to. They're doing a lot of things like Pilates, yoga, things taking care of their body, drinking a lot of water, because there's so much information. So I think all those things play into the fact of a player having more longevity. But at the end of the day, it's still a physical sport and guys hit very hard. So at some point, those are things that you can't avoid and you have to adjust to. But for the most part, guys are in great condition, great health. Yeah. And now, and has NFL implemented any new programs in this past year or two? Just coming off COVID, or is it just kind of reinforcing and strengthening the ones you guys have? Definitely reinforcing and strengthening the programs you have. When you, when you say programs geared towards what area? Well, I know we have like you know when we chatted, we have we 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 we're now all NFLPA. <laughs> we know we have programs that are obviously financial to teach them the financials, how to handle their finances coming into yes. it. We teach them the mental. Yeah. There's family communities programs that are all encompassing into their lives in NFL. You know, one of of the programs that we have that I think is great, it's called the PAIR program. It's actually an outreach to keep the players on injury reserve engaged, right? So they go through leadership courses. They go through programming. They go through uh, workouts, different things that, that we have them do so that during that process on injury reserve, they don't feel left out because they can't practice. They're no longer on the team. They're on the team, but they're not participating in team activities because they're hurt. And you got to keep those guys engaged throughout the year to let them know the programs that exist, the externships, as you mentioned, the financial education initiatives, mental wellness initiatives that we have, marketing initiatives we may be hosting. So having a program geared towards, there's so many players on injury reserve that are feeling left out of the game because they can't play. But keeping them engaged 
in the foundation and the institution of the National Football League and the, the Players Association, we have them come and be a part of what we do at the Players Association and be engaged in programs and activities. That's, I mean, and I love that because you see so many guys that are out for this season. You know, I mean, even if you talk about sports and NBA, you know, they're benched. They don't, you know, they just, they kind of feel like we're not part of the team because we're not out there with the team playing on the court or on the field. So I love that NFL is taking a position just because you're hurt doesn't mean you're not there. Exactly. Team when you get back and everything. Let, let's talk about teams for a second. So right now, and I'm, I'm just, I know we're not placing bets. I know the Bills and the Chiefs are um, Super Bowl contenders. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Every time I'm with you, it's all about what your teams are. But I know the Eagles, Phillies now, kind of the Buffalo, the Phillies, and the Chiefs are kind of the, I think they're the three that they're kind of seen heading to the Super Bowl. There's always that wild card that may pop up. I mean, between the three of them, like, like what is your what is your opinion on these three teams? I think they're all very good. They're exciting. I think they're great teams to watch. And it uh, looks like they're on a good run right now. So we'll sit back and watch to see how the last part of the season ends. But I everybody's, mean, everybody's pulling for the Bills. Everybody's going crazy to see yeah. the Bills go to the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if they've been to the Super Bowl before. I actually don't know the history on that. They were. Uh, what was the year with Norwood lost it because he kicked too far? Like the Well, they, they've been to the Super Bowl a couple of times, I think in 90. Then they went in 93, 94, 95, 93, 94, back to back against the Cowboys. And and then I think they played against the Redskins. They've been a number of times. I I think the thing is the Bills are zero for all time in appearances. They've never won, but they're a team who had, they're kind of like the little, the team that could have, should have, would have, but they could never get that ball across the line. So I think that's that's everybody's, I think they're kind of, because they're down out of th- 375 point spread where the Eagles and the Chiefs are 450 up out of 750. So I think everybody's going for the underdogs, which is the Bills are the underdogs going into um, NFL or non-NFL Super Bowl season right now. Right. And so, but, you know, I always like to see the underdogs win and everything. So, I mean, it's a good team. Yep. No, I totally agree. So, so if those are our three options. Carl, who, who, which one, which, which team are you taking? Cause I know we made that. I'm, last I'm time. not taking, I don't have any, I'm not taking any of them. I, I'll leave that to the fans. They know more than me because they have more passion towards. We I made bets on the last podcast. I think I lost. I don't remember us making bets, but I do remember <laughs> us talking about a good game and hopefully these guys can finish out the scene, the, the season healthy. Yeah. Right. And finish out the season very strong and look forward to a great Super Bowl. I really do. You know, Tom Brady, Marjorie, I love this. He has the most Super Bowl rings of any NFL player. Oh, yes. Ten. Ten Super Bowls. <laughs> and he had nine. And none of them was none of them was New England and one was with Tampa. So there you go. So are you excited for Super Bowl? Next? I'm excited for the I'm excited for the season. Um the Super yeah. Bowl is a part of the season. Like I, I look at this, I look at the whole institution, the game, the season. Uh I love watching uh these gentlemen pursue their dreams. I like uh, the entertainment it provides, the sport, and the culmination of the Super Bowl is just icing on the top for a great year. So I think that's good. What, and I know, like, you know, you, you, you're you very big on the communication side over at NFLPA and everything. 
who makes the majority of the communications outbound when it comes to the players and stuff? You guys work closely, obviously, with NFL, but does NFL PA control the narrative or does that NFL's in their ballpark? I mean, do they handle Absolutely. that? Absolutely. When it, when it comes to protecting our players, we're always going to control the narrative because yeah. it's our job to protect them. So that's a team that we have consists of like uh, seven folks in, in our group. And they're all experts in what they do. And so we're always going to fight for the voice in the public to support and protect our players. How big is NFLPA, the organization in whole? It's about 130 people all together and in various departments. But we, we work in one big family. Yeah, you know? I love that. I mean, and ESPN is like one of my favorite network media partners for you guys as well. They do such a tremendous job covering the event, promoting, supporting NFLPA. I, I love watching ESPN every year towards Super Bowl. Yeah. They're good people. Good. So I'm not going to get any picks out of you, am I? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I want you back on. You're still never going to have that conversation with me. Is that nope. because you got to stay agnostic? Obviously, you're for all the players, all yes. the teams. There you go. You don't have, you have to be, but you don't have like one favorite. In UK, you're from DC. No. You're in DC area, right? Yes, but I'm not a. I'm, I'm just not a fan because I'm. 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 I'm inside the institution yeah. where I respect all players. I want all players to succeed. I want all players to win, and I just enjoy great moments that players can uh, be a part of. And that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's my favorite team, who I cheer for. I just think that it's important for us to have a great season and with as few injuries as possible. Yeah. That's the key. It's just getting through the season with everybody intact. There you go. That's okay, right. so Marjorie, I know we're enough time here. Okay, tell me who your fit, who your um, picks are right now. Oh, is my audio working? Yep. Yes. Oh, this is that an excuse because you're like Carl. I can't say I don't know. I can't hear you. Come on, guys. It's got to be the Bills. You know, that's my pick. If it's not, if it's not the Patriots, it's the Bills. Really? Yep. Is that biased because you're from upstate New York? Okay. Yeah, I don't think, so, you know, I don't think lived in upstate. Bye. That's fair, though. That's fair. That's fair. Your fans. True fans. I would love if the cards went just because I'm in AZ now. Like it was cool being in LA when your own team, your home team is there. But um, no, it's going to be a good game. I'm super excited. I, I'm excited to see a really good Super Bowl this year, Carl. Like I always love trying to get you on the show. Pre-season. Thank you. Pre, Thank you. I say preseason. It's not preseason. Pre-Super no. Bowl. Right. All right. Is, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's so crazy how long. I mean, no matter how bad things are, we can always count on the Super Bowl every yes. year, you know, which is a good That's thing right. to see. But it's so good to like know that NFLPA is still strong. The players are good. They're, they're going to come out fighting this year. So I'm super excited. Anything coming up that we have to look forward to with NFLPA into next year? No, we have a collegiate bowl game that we're featuring the top draftable seniors that playing in our collegiate bowl January 28th in Los Angeles, California. They'll be playing the game at the Rose Bowl featuring the, like I mentioned, the top 80 to 100 of the top college draft seniors. And that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be on the NFL Network on June, January 28th. Right. So I, I love, I love that you guys are actually working with these college kids coming out the first time play ball. I think it's good that you guys, so the NFLPA is really not focused on just the players. Like you said before, you're focusing on today because tomorrow's football players are right there on the college. Right. You guys have um, a lot of, a lot of good guys coming out of college this year. 
I believe so. We have a lot of good guys coming out of college every year. I'm not as, I, I don't know a lot of them personally because they haven't quite crossed that threshold. A lot of them still playing bowl games, but I look forward to meeting them and working with them. I feel like during COVID, I mean, because I mean, I haven't, I chatted with you during COVID, you know, because I didn't have you on last year. I feel like when we talked about this, it was tough because a lot of these kids were not in school because you couldn't be with COVID. There was forced to work from home. They were forced to study from home to do everything. And so I know it's kind of, we, nobody was really sure who was coming out because they weren't playing for most right. part. These universities were shut down. This is our first full year right back. Is there a stronger or a larger pool of players now to choose from? No, not necessarily. I think that the year that we did not have the game was a year that they did not play. I think that we've had, we had a strong pool last year and I think we have a stronger pool this year. I think last year was the test, but this year we're in full, full go. And I think that we will have a great game uh, full of great future NFL stars. And I look forward to it. You know, it's find interesting is like, I see these people that, you know, at least last year, the whole, the big, the great resignation, everybody was all, that's, that's all they talked about. The great resignation. It's like, seriously, shut up and get a job. You chose to leave your job. And now you're complaining and bitching because you can't find something that fulfills you, but you left because you felt like you needed to should have to make some kind of statement. And now you're just miserable and everything. But I feel like when it comes to sports, this big, great resignation we have seen by just so many people that um, Marjorie and I know, but I feel like I never saw anybody in the sports industry use that excuse to quit their job or to say, hey, I deserve better. I don't want to be here because everybody who's quit their jobs to go on the other side because they thought it was better are now miserable because they want to go back. You can't be in sports entertainment that long then walk away and be happy or be able to accept something else. So I'm seeing everybody want to go back again. They made the mistake, but I see nobody from NHL, NBA, hockey, MLB. Nobody did that big, let's walk away, you know, from sports. I love that the industry stuck together, like good, bad, and indifferent to get through. It's one of the very few. And I saw this, I think on ESPN the other day too, it was Kevin Martinez was talking about it. It's the only industry anybody's seen where nobody jumped ship, even during COVID, during the bubbles and everything. Family, it's a family environment for sure. Yeah. How many players are in the association? Because it's got to be a lot for like, you know, as long as NFL has been around. I'm sorry, what was the question? How many players make up the association? 1,800. Wow. That's Wait, there's that many players across the whole NFL? Yes. 1,800 national football, like active players. There are 1,800 players. So everybody, they're not told they have to, but everybody it, wants to be part of it. I mean, they're 100% every player is part of the, um, or takes, not part of, but they're active in yeah. the NFLPA program. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's tremendous because, you know, I always feel like there's some players like, yeah, this is great. I love it, but I got this. I don't need it. But you have every player involved in one program or the other. Well, they see, they see the value, they see the benefits, they understand. They're in locker rooms every day where they see players going through different issues with the league, issues with their careers. And they, and they ask, how do they resolve those issues? And it always comes back to us. So, and it's a part of their career. We are their career. And we'll be there when they finish as well. Absolutely tremendous, Carl. It was so good having you check in with us before um, the season ends and Super Bowl and everything. It's good to talk to you. Hopefully we'll see you in February in Arizona. 
Let's do it. And thank you so much for having me. It was great seeing both of you. And I look forward to seeing you what, in two months. I know. I think I stalk you every Super Bowl. Like I always want you on the podcast right around December just to yeah. check and give us, you know, a pulse on what's going on. But I do. I know there's a lot going on right now at the holidays. So I do appreciate your coming on and everything. Is there any NFL, like any like charities or anything through holidays or leading into Super Bowl that people need to know about to donate, to support? You know what? I would say follow all of our players, our players all over the map when it comes to giving back toy drives, food drives, clothes drives, support them. Do everything you can, whether it's monetary, whether it's through donations or volunteering, go donate, go out to that school and that team city and support that player. Yeah, that's what that's the biggest thing we always talked about. Wherever, whatever city you're in, wherever your local team is, support your local teams from the games down into the charities and stuff. Yep, absolutely. It was so good to have you on. Have a happy holidays. Oh, you guys do um, the same. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you in a few months. And then All we'll right. check in with you again post-game. See if we could get any more commentary on your input on teams. Is this, is this a quick question. Are you not commenting? Because every time I talk to you, I get the same shutdown. It's like CIA. Can't comment, can't say, don't know. Well, I mean, I don't is have... It because, I, is it because, because of your I'm, job or because you just don't want to stay on live anywhere? who your favorite team is. No, because I don't have an observation on the actual game itself other than how it impacts our members. Like, I don't, I watch a game. I don't care who wins. Like, I'm not in that space mentally. Thank you. I'm just, I don't don't know. I don't know if it's because I've been in the PA so long, but I really don't. I just watch who gets hurt. Are they being treated? How the game is flowing? Watching different dynamics that most people don't watch. And just to make sure it's a fun game. Somebody wins, somebody lose. We all have a great season and hopefully players don't get hurt to the point where it's too devastating. But most importantly, everybody has a health, a healthy season and we have a great Super Bowl. That's my I ask you three times every time because I keep thinking by the third time you'll just like give in and be worn down and just tell me yes. No, it'll never happen. Never (laughs) happen. I have to do it three times at different points. I get the same shutdown. But you got to give me credit for trying. Uh, You tried for sure. Oh my God. I absolutely love chatting with you, Carl. Thank you so you much too. for coming on the show. Super Bowl is coming up. NFLPA.com for anybody yep, yep, who wants anybody. to follow and see what's going on. Looking forward to seeing you soon. This is Sarah Miller, Margarita Hay with Carl Francis at NFLPA, and we'll see everybody at the Super Bowl. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.